When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, your SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local and go with the home team. I agree with Jake Mangum. We're live in the Bank Plus studio out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Farm Bureau Insurance call in line, 601-707-3750. Um, what a weekend. Do you love college football? And the NFL was phenomenal yesterday. Um, golly, that was fun. I, Wendy was funny. I, I couldn't get enough TVs going in the house on Saturday. So I have to, I had three going, but that's, I, I don't think that's enough. Huh. So I'm going to have to call Jake Manning with MSSmarthomes.com, and I'm going to have to get four going uh, at the same time. Because, see, here's where I was. You had Arkansas and South Carolina going down. You had Texas and Alabama going down. Then you had Notre Dame and Marshall getting kicked in. Um, And then, it, you know, you had A&M and that upset brewing, and it was too much going on. I was like my son when he walked into Disney World in the Magic Kingdom at five years old. And it was sensory overload. Mm-hmm. That was me on Saturday. Uh, and then I watched football until, wh- what was it, one fifty in the morning? Yeah, t- I don't much. remember what time yeah. it was. But uh, somebody asked me what I was drinking at one thirty. I was drinking water. Um, you know, on Twitter, they asked me. And so uh, that that's not awesome. I, I mean, look, Mississippi State won. That's cool. But that whole 10, 10 o'clock kickoff this Mm-mm. time. No, thank you, please. Especially when you throw it as much as Mike Leach and Jed Fish want to throw it and the clock <laughs> stopped and stopped and stopped. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, thank you. But uh, congratulations to Mississippi State. Road win, t- Tucson, Arizona, late game. Um, I didn't think they were super interested, uh, but they're good enough. And because John Cohen went with this system, which I thought was smart, uh, the air raid, spreading it out, the ability to, you know, the forward pass, y'all have heard of it. I mean, they hadn't <laughs> in Starbowl for 90 years. Um, it, this is something that you need to embrace and do. Um, and I know they're running it a little bit more. I don't know how effective they're going to be against good teams running the football, but they may be. Uh, but Will Rogers looks un. Believable, uh, not surprising. Amazing how harshly he was judged the last two years by both his fan base, but others both in this state and outside of the state. Kid, uh, we were on board early, so we bought stock low. Now that it's soaring, um, we'll cash in. But 
Will Rogers looked really good. He's got some good receivers, you know, I guess on a scale of one to 10, some, some guys that maybe would come in at a seven, but there's several of them. Uh, I mean, again, there's, there's no Jordan Jefferson, Jalen Waddle. There's not even Elijah Moore, but, but Caleb ducking Tulu, Rufus Warren, Jane Wiley needs to get it going, you know. Uh, oh, Ra Ra Thomas. Mm-hmm. He, he's one that's, he's a good player. He's a good college player. Um, and that's what I, it's early, but that's kind of what this team is. So it's going to have to be the group that maybe gets you to eight wins. It's 100% the group. Be- because there's, there's not a, there's no high level NFL talent. Mm-hmm. That's on Moorhead and Leach. Um, but now the compliment to Leach is his system is cool and effective and super simple, and he reps it out. And y'all can actually pitch and catch. They can actually pitch and catch, and it's really unbelievable to see. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. But Will Rogers looked really good. They've got some guys in the back end that, uh, you know, Emmanuel Forbes and Richardson. Uh, those yes. guys can play, they're, but then they just, they've got a solid defensive line unit and a solid linebacker unit that needs to like, as a group play well. Yes. Although I thought Jordan Davis kind of turned, I don't know what happened. Usually guys start to pack it up and get back on the plane mentally. I don't know what happened with Jordan Davis late in the game. He actually looked better. I mean, he was he was just wearing some people out the last, what was that, Blake? Four, four five, yeah. six minutes of the game. He absolutely tattooed some people. I don't know if something clicked. He's coming off a knee injury. I don't know. But, but part of that's what you need because when you check out, you let teams back in. So, I mean, that's to be, you know, you'd hope to see that from an older guy. He absolutely smashed a couple of people. You need somebody. Tyrus Wheat is a really good college player that may find, may be able to, find, you know, find a, a niche on the on an NFL roster. Cam Young, I heard a lot about that in August. I'll have to see. He's a good college player. He's a plugger. Uh, I don't know. I think in the 1993 Bill Parcells NFL, I would tell you he could play eight years in the NFL. Um, in this NFL, where you have to be so damn athletic and so good sideline to sideline, even as defensive linemen, I don't know, but he may be a six-round pick and and make a team, but the bottom line is you're two and zero, and you played a game on the road that, in years past, many 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 Mississippi State teams would have lost that game. Absolutely, and and that's that's the genius of Leach. I understand you can, I mean we can do this with every coach, just about except maybe Saban and I don't know a couple others. Um, I understand that there's some you know holes there with with Leach, but. That offensive system is something that you desperately needed in Starkville, Mississippi, and you need to be rooting like hell if you're a Mississippi State fan for their quarterback, their wide receivers, and so on. Like that Caleb ducking catch at the end of the game, you never did that in any... No. You, not even against um, Southeast in, Louisiana. Anyone, period. You, you teach at a new... You just never even made... Play, you never had... You never ran that play, really, but you... You just didn't have a quarterback that took a snap and made it look effortless and flicked the ball to the right 
corner of the end zone and a wide receiver catch it with one hand. Ten years ago, that ball's in the air and you think Bama, LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, Florida, you know, and some of the other teams like Oklahoma State that have thrown it and and, uh, all the Pac-12, basically. Some of those teams, but that's not what you've done. You're, You're more Michael Davis, Kevin Bowie. But it did feel like, I will say, unfortunately, through the, because it did look like State was well the better team, and at times they let that into their mind, and that's where the fumbles sure came they in did. Or, or the drops. But I did think that the defense, for all the pressure that they got, they still didn't look as fast as you would have liked, especially against lesser talent, but some speedy skill talent right? that, that, that Arizona had. It just felt like yeah. there was not quite the lateral speed on that on that Mississippi State defense that you would have liked to have seen. No, their linebackers are solid, plus, um, but they're not overly athletic. Yeah. And now, you saw now, Deshaun Deshaun Page, who's who's kind of a, a backup, looks like he will emerge after this group. You know, whatever. Yeah. He, he's more of what you need today, sideline to sideline, athletically. Um, who's the kid from Germantown who got hurt earlier? John Lewis. Yeah. Um, we'll see what he becomes in the near future. I still think he may have been, you know, the best player in that class, but he's, you know, needs to get up and running. Uh, and I think he's the last word we heard was he was okay. And that wasn't season in ending, but he may be out for several weeks. Um, but yeah, it's a good win. Look, you just mentioned it earlier, Blake Appalachian state went to A&M and won. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Nebraska lost at home to a G5 team and Notre Dame lost to Marshall at home. Yeah. And Notre Dame's a top 10 recruiter. Yep. And Texas A&M's a top five recruiter. Yeah. And Mississippi State is not. They're, they come in between 25 and 30, which is, still means you have athletes and good players, but nothing close to what I'm talking about with A&M and uh, Notre Dame. So you don't ever know what can happen. And look, South Carolina got embarrassed by a team they out-recruit. Now, I know it was in Fayetteville. And I don't know, is Arkansas the best team in the SEC West? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Say that again. I know. Maybe I just woke <laughs> some of you up. I, what? Is is Arkansas the best team in the SEC West? Go Hawks. Yes, sir. They dominated the South Carolina Gamecocks. Mm, I mean, to be fair, Spencer Rattler. That's all. That just... <laughs> 
you know. Man, you're feisty today. Would Spencer Rattler it's be like the you starting? Are, you against that chicken leg at Hello. the uh, NFL draft. Turkey, but yes. Yeah, turkey leg. Uh, I don't think they, if they made chickens that big, we'd all be in trouble. That's true. Um, That's a good point. I, Can you imagine? Would Spencer Rattler be QB1 in College Station? First time caller, long time listener. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, would Spencer Rattler? <laughs> that's a good question. I think they'll start Max Johnson this how weekend bad against is, Miami. Yeah, how bad is the situation in College Station? I mean, well, whoa. this morning I, I I don't usually you know this I don't usually do this. I spent like ten minutes reading the Texas A and M message board, and to say that it was entertaining and comical, they are in that whole we we recruit in the top five shambles. Yeah. That has now, that's over, and they are mad as as a hornet in 120-degree heat, all right, when you step on their nest. Um, they are upset, and I don't know what they do. Um, you know, Jimbo's in year five. He's a top-five recruiter. He's playing a G5 team at home with the Pack Stadium. But... Uh, Reading the Texas A&M message boards, Aggie fans are starting to come to the conclusion that Jimbo is not a good offensive play caller. Shock. Or offensive coordinator. And here's the problem for A&M. I don't think Jimbo is capable of changing. No. You know, some coaches are. Most are not. Again, when you read the Sean Payton book by Jeff Duncan, you see that Sean did an about-face when he needed to, and think about how talented he is. Um, I don't think Jimbo is capable of changing because he won a title as a head coach. He won a title as an offensive coordinator, and he believes that that system will work, and it's not going to. But I love his 25 pages that he's holding on the sideline, and when he starts moving his hands, and he's going, I don't understand what's going on. Why are we not moving the ball and scoring touchdowns? Well, it's because of your, you know, antiquated and archaic play calling and offensive system. And I think it's also paralysis by analysis in that he puts so much on his quarterback. Man, sometimes you got to rep out simple things and let it rip. It's the same thing in business. Um, you know, we can all get there, right? And if you if you go there as far as paralysis by analysis, whether you're business and surgeon or whatever, you can get in a bad spot. Uh, so A&M now, they get Miami this weekend in College Station, and we'll see how that looks. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Uh, I thought it was an unbelievable weekend of college football. Ole Miss beat Central Arkansas by a billion. Cover that 32, baby. Not only did they cover that 32. Was it 59 to 3? They just, yeah. yeah. And now they go to Georgia Tech this weekend. And Georgia Tech beat Western Carolina. Powerhouse. Powerhouse Western Carolina. Um, They beat them like 35 to 14. How does that make you feel? Well, uh, Georgia Tech is 1-1. They've lost to Clemson and they beat Western Carolina. Ole Miss is two and zero. They beat Troy and Central Arkansas at home, and now they'll travel to Atlanta to play 
Jeff Collins and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Ole Miss took one of their better players in the offseason, an edge rusher from Georgia Tech. Jeff Collins was the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State uh, for, I don't know, was it maybe two years? At least, I think, yeah. Yeah, I know 13 and 14. Yeah. And then he went to Florida. Uh, in what Dan Mullen called a lateral move. Speaking of Dan Mullen. And then Dan went to Florida. He was in Dallas last night. I saw that. I saw his picture of Mullen and his son at the Dallas Cowboys game. And for those of you who didn't stay up, uh, Dak Prescott ended up uh, breaking his, was it his finger or his wrist? They, sh- they said that he did a, something in a ligament between his thumb and his finger. Okay. So right. in that little gap in your hand kind of is where the ligament is, and okay. it's something right there. He thought he had dislocated his thumb, but he popped some ligament right there. And he hit Shaq Barrett's helmet? Yes, I believe that's correct. For Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, he did hit a helmet. I think it was Shaq Barrett, yes. Okay. Um, the the Dak's out six to eight weeks, they think, and our sports injury discussion is brought to you by MississippiSportsMedicine.com, and uh, that's no bueno and that's no good. That, uh, that Dak's hurt. I hate it for him. Um, I think it was obvious that Jerry and Stephen Jones had screwed up during the offseason by then in that they had, um, according to Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider, pro football focus, one of the worst wide receiving units um, in the NFL. And uh, there was proof of that long before the injury. So we'll see what the Cowboys do, but they're not going to the playoffs. And Dak may come back, let's see, today is like November 1 to November 9th, somewhere in there maybe. Uh, or why would, I don't even know if you want to come back this year, but I don't know. At least he, at least he got the bag. And, and what I mean by that is uh, he got paid. He's made over $300 million and I don't, I don't know. Maybe he can find a spot his last four to five years outside of Dallas um, with a group that can, uh, that understands the personnel side. Of things. All right, back to college football. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We'll have Brad Edwards, longtime ESPN insider at 8.30 on Bama and Texas and how that game unfolded and how close it was. Um, I picked Bama to cover, so I was we way both off. Did. Yeah, we both did that. Way off on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, and as Blake said earlier, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get injured, how does the game play out? Um, is Arkansas the best team in the SEC West? <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. You can sit and kind of, you know, if you had to take contemplate a, that. If you had to bet Alabama versus Arkansas right now, there's zero chance in God's green earth you're betting Arkansas. No way. Well, that game is in Fayetteville. I don't care. Uh, October one. You ready to you ready to put money on Arkansas money line? Forget the spread. I, is Arkansas I'm not, the best team? I'm not ready to go. Of course there, not. But Arkansas's got a good team. Well, and maybe South Carolina's not any good on offense. Yeah. So that's accurate. Yeah. But still, in Fayetteville. Yeah, look, Arkansas is good. Could Arkansas be the second best team in the West? 100%. Just like Bartu said, and I get that we didn't get it on this spread line, right? Alabama did not cover the 21 and a half. Um, Alabama played about as poorly as we've seen them play in the last 10 years, and they still won at Texas over a top 10 recruiter. 
So I'm not betting against Alabama. Certainly not. No offense to any of our Arkansas friends. I'm not betting against Alabama with Arkansas. Okay. It's not Georgia. It's not even but LSU you may in take, a couple years. You may take the points. Yeah. No, if, if they now, come if out with some bad points line, in Fayetteville, I'm taking Alabama. Okay. Eight is two, double digit or so more. maybe you, you, you need more like 12. Am I surprised that Texas played 13? their Super Bowl I know. Saturday? Been, no, of course not. They had been locked in since they walked in the summer weight room June 1. This is A&M last year. This is the only game Texas looked at all offseason. Right. Same with A&M, who lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State last year in back-to-back weeks before upsetting Alabama. It was the only game on their schedule all offseason. Of course Texas played out of their minds. Did Alabama play poorly? Absolutely. One of the worst offensive performances we've seen since Lane Kiffin showed up in Tuscaloosa. Boy, that's a. When was the last time Bama they had, played that poorly on offense? At one point, they punted six straight times. I don't know that that's happened since, since Saban showed up, or at least since after his first year when I, they went six and six. I don't know that they punted six times that year they may in a row. Have. Um, that's uncommon. So, it, do I, I would ex- love to know that stat. Yeah. When was the last time Alabama punted six times in a row? In, oh. You remember that LSU game in, in Tuscaloosa 9-6? to six? They would yes. eventually go back and get yes. LSU in the national title game. 21-0, yeah. You know, that's that's one game that I guess you could look Maybe. at. I don't know if they, were, if they were punting three and outs or what. Yeah, but you're right. That would be the only other one probably where there was that much defense. Yeah. And really, I don't know if it was defense and as much as... And that was before Saban decided to play modern offensive football. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you referenced him bringing in Lane Kiffin, and that's when, again, Saban decided to change and adapt, and they transitioned to um, a modern offensive, you know, I guess, approach. So let's take out State and Ole Miss, because Ole Miss obviously didn't play anyone. I don't think we learned anything there, really. State played Arizona, but in, in the national landscape, Mississippi State doesn't fit this category, right? They're not in this top echelon of SEC. It's great that they won, but I just want to look at this. What's your biggest takeaway out of the SEC this weekend? Is it Alabama isn't what we think they are? Is it maybe this is an overreaction a la LSU Florida State? Or is it A&M is what we've always said Jimbo is? What, what's your biggest takeaway out of week two? A&M, Jimbo is what we've said he is. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bama bounce back and really get it going on offense. They may not. But that wouldn't surprise me a couple of weeks from now. Correct. If they get things going and they look a lot better and they figure out their offensive line and and so that or somebody's going to be put in the Tuscaloosa River. I mean, I don't I, – that's not going to happen at A&M because it, it just can't. But Saban's not going to put up with that. And I also want to know, is Arkansas going to continue to get better and better? Um, I mean, can they really make a run at this and – at least spook Alabama in a couple of weeks. They, that'll be here before we know yeah, it. Yeah, so they get Missouri State next week, so it's another tune-up game. After two, look, you can say what you want about South Carolina and Cincinnati. Those are competitive games. Both of, I would argue Cincinnati for sure is better than any team State or Ole Miss has played. South Carolina might be right there with Arizona, right? So, And they're definitely more talented. They're just not a great team. Arkansas has played a tough schedule. They get an easy Missouri State, and then they got a three-game, really a four-game stretch because you go A&M at home, but that's actually in Dallas, right? That's in Jerry World. And then you get um, Alabama at home at Mississippi State at BYU. 
And BYU just upset Baylor, who was going to be the you know class of the Big Twelve, so to speak. So that that's a tough. You got a tough stretch for Sam Pittman coming up. A and M neutral, Alabama at home, on the road to Mississippi State and BYU. It's a big week because you have Mississippi State at LSU. Um, you have Auburn hosting Penn State, and you have A and M hosting Miami. And I, I think we'll find out more about Ole Miss. They'll go to Georgia Tech. Um, obviously, they should win, and probably win handily. But that is their first. Challenge. Oh, and Ole Miss has Kentucky in three weeks. And boy, uh, is Kentucky making me eat crow. I know. Because they decided to go down to Gainesville again. Yes, sir. And uh, dominate the Gators and make uh, Anthony Richardson look ordinary. Three and two in their last five. Mark Stoops owns the Gators. Owns them. That may be a little much, but... <laughs> George is playing at South Carolina this weekend. That's going to be a bad deal for Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of Bounds is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home today. Go local. Go with the home team. Farm Bureau Insurance call in line 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bounds And your Ag Up Equipment text line 601 601- 885-3776. This is Out of Bounds, 105.9.